Good morning, everyone. My name is Kevin Lagore. I am the director. I'm sorry, I've been doing, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, my name is Kevin Lagore. I'm the product specialist for Skywatcher here in North America, and welcome to the What's Up webcast. We do this every Friday right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, every week's a different episode. We cover a different topic from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks that you can use for um, your observing in astrophotography. And of course, the last Friday of each month, we do a, a special guest. So if you've joined us here before, welcome back. Happy Friday. Hope your week's been good. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, we're happy to have you here and hopefully, you know, have you back as a regular. So um, thanks for being here. Uh, I messed up a little bit earlier. I've been doing the Grand Canyon virtual star party the last few nights as a presenter, and I've been talking about my outreach program. I'm the director of that. So it's been a lot of webcasts this weekend or this week. So anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, this week we're talking gear and of course, what kind of equipment we're talking about is the EvoStar line. And we have done an episode on these before, but there's some new hardware that we actually want to talk about and maybe kind of go over the series again um, because refractors are just an awesome set of equipment. So the EvoStar series is our ED doublet line of refractors. They are all apochromatic and uh, they, they sit below our Esprits. Our Esprits are our flagship uh, triplet series where the Evo Stars are the doublets. And we can talk about that um, in detail um, as the presentation goes a little bit further. Um, let me get through. There we go. So like I said, the Evo Star series is an ED doublet objective. Uh, these are well color corrected. Um, they do provide that APO performance without that massive price tag that you'd probably see with a triplet. Uh, they are lighter weight than a triplet because you don't need as large of a large and heavy of a cell to uh, maintain collimation on the lens elements. Um, being that it is a doublet means there's only two pieces of glass in the objective lens rather than three. Um, so they, they tend to be lighter weight um, than some of their heavier cousins. Um, everything on our systems are metal, um, you know, metal tubes, machine focusers, all that um, quality stuff that you want on a nice APO refractor. Uh, now, because they are ED doublets, they are a little bit more affordable and uh, budget friendly in comparison to a triplet uh, as well. So you could probably see that from the price tags online if you want to take a look at those. And we actually make them in multiple sizes. We have a 50, 72, 80, 100, 120, and two versions of the 150. And we'll break all that down in this episode so you can take a closer look at in detail of each of the models in the series. Now let's talk about the design really quick. Like I said, these are ED doublets. So they use two uh, pieces of glass in their objective lens. You have the front element and then the rear ED element. And then that helps uh, color correct and gets rid of any of that color fringing that you might see around uh, bright objects and stars. So uh, the Evo Star series does a very nice job at making sure that is uh, correct. And we use a synthetic fluorite rear element um, on the back of these uh, objectives. So that is where the ED one is. 
uh, Randy, yes, uh, these have different names across the world. Um, some of them have been known about Black Diamond um, is what they've been referred to. Uh, now they all say Evo Star on the side of them, so even if they haven't updated the name on the local distributor's website, um, they all say Evo Star on the side of the telescope. No matter what you get, they are going to be screen printed on the side of the tube there. So they're Evo Stars. But yeah, anything that's that doublet, it's the same design, it's the same telescope, it's just they might not have updated the page names um, on that. So uh, the nice thing about having a two element design over a three element is that that's less glass that the light has to go through. You have less scatter of light. You get a little bit more contrast out of the view. Now, some people might take, a, and take that information and run with it, but it's, it's very minor between the two as far as contrast goes. Two very well-built refractors put next to each other. Uh, you'd probably have a hard time noticing the difference. Uh, we have had an EvoStar 150 right next to an Esprit 150. Same magnification on, I think we were looking at Saturn at the time. Uh, that's actually a really interesting experiment is to get two equal aperture telescopes and compare them with the same magnification on a different target. You can learn a lot about the individual optical systems at that point. Um, but I would say that Evo stars produce a visual image that's probably about 95% that of an Esprit uh, refractor visually. So they, for a visual instrument, they're, they're very close to their triplet counterparts. Uh, like I said earlier, because these are doublets, they are a lot lighter weight. For example, like the Esprit 120 is 22 pounds, where an Evo star 120 is 14, and that's decked out with all of its accessories. Um, so if you want a really nice APO refractor and maybe you don't have a large mount or maybe you don't have the funds to maybe obtain a large mount, the doublets can be a lot more forgiving on smaller mounts. So you still can have that APO in your lineup of equipment, but you don't have to go break the bank to get a, a larger mount to handle the bigger mass of uh, a larger refractor. Now, one thing that you have to look at when you have an ED doublet is because they are not a triplet, they don't have that third element of glass in the objective to help correct for color correction. Now, because of that, you generally have to have a longer focal length matched with the ED elements to give you that color correction because longer focal length helps all the colors focus equally. So you had like a six inch F15 Acromat, it would probably be pretty well corrected for color, but then the tube is just huge. So an ED doublet reduces that, uh, the need for a really long focal length by putting an ED element into the objective, helps that color correction, but you still need to have a longer, slightly longer focal length. You know, most 80 triplets are somewhere between F5 and F6, um, where our 80, uh, Evo star is f7.5 so that's just an example uh, right there uh, these are really designed to be visual apos but they can be used uh, photographically they do quite well photographically um, but if you're looking to get into astrophotography and you're limited on budget uh, 
an ED doublet can be an excellent choice at starting imaging because you don't have to worry about collimation. They're generally smaller. Like I said earlier, they're lighter on the mount, uh, but they still give you that real pinpoint uh, view and image that you're looking for when using a refractor. And, you know, like I said, they could be used effectively for imaging. So now, like I said earlier, we make several sizes of these. We're going to start with the 72. I know we make the Evo Star 50. Uh, I'm sorry, the Evo Guide 50. This is our little 50 millimeter ED uh, guide scope. I'm not going to be talking really a lot about this in the presentation today because we're doing an entire episode on it next month. So if you really want to know the ins and outs of the 50 Evo guide, um, this is the new version that's got the Vixen plate on the bottom of it. Uh, this is what we call the 50DX. These are actually shipping right now as of this recording. I think we even have them in stock. So I know things are a little weird right now for inventory, but if you're looking for one of these, these are available right now. Um, but we're going to be talking about this and what it can do and all its accessories next month in a completely dedicated episode um, to the Evo Guide 50. So but I just wanted to let you guys know that that's kind of what we're looking at uh, today. So starting with the Evo Star series, um, we have the 72 ED. Now, the 72 has been shipping for a couple years now. It's a 72 millimeter doublet. Um, it has an f5.8 or 420 millimeter focal length, which is actually quite good. It's a very compact refractor. So if you're looking for something that's lightweight, um, and maybe works on a Star Adventure or an AZ GTI, or you're looking for, you know, they're, um, they are um, a really great grab-and-go telescope as well. So they're fairly small. They, are, they do fit and carry on as well um, if you're looking for something to, um, to I'm sorry, travel with. Um, real quick, I'm getting a message right now uh, from our people behind the scenes. Um, just to let you guys know, um, stock on these has been going really quickly. Um, so these are in stock. If you're looking for 50s, they are in stock right now, um, but supplies are going really quickly. So they're only around while supplies last until our next shipment comes in, but things are going quick. So if you're looking for a 50, now would be the time to take a look at that. So just heads up on that. All right, so back to the 72. Uh, the 72 actually has a dual-speed 2-inch Crayford focuser, so you get that real nice, uh, precise focusing um, on there. It's 4.3 pounds, so it's pretty lightweight. Like I said, it fits on a lot of our smaller mounts, like Star Adventures. And it does include a couple different accessories. You have the mounting rings, the V-style dovetail plate, and a travel case. Um, these do not come with a finder or a diagonal or eyepieces. Normally, if you're spending four or $500 on a 72 millimeter APO, we assume you probably are gonna have those accessories laying around. Um, if not, you can kind of customize it to your needs. There's plenty of accessories on the market from various manufacturers that you can use on these if you're looking for those um, accessories on the 72. But the 72 is a bare bones refractor when you get it, um, but it comes with everything you need to at least mount it, and then you can put whatever optical accessories you want on the back for viewing and, of course, astrophotography. And speaking of that, 
one of the reasons that we decided to do i don't think i have this i should have grabbed it i don't have it dang it um one of the reasons we decided to do this episode again um is because we've added a couple accessories that really make some of the evo stars a lot easier to use um now um we actually have a dedicated reducer for the 72 ed it's a 0.85x uh, reducer and it does include the mounting ring uh, the mounting ring comes in the box with the, the reducer it allows you to thread it and adapt it right to the back of the draw tube um, the other models you would have needed another adapter to do so but the 72 ed reducer which is matched for that optical system um, includes the machined metal adapter to adapt that right out of the box so you don't need anything else those are those have been shipping for a little bit now um, of course we still have the reducer adapter uh, for the 72 this is a rotator and you can also put a two inch filter inside of the uh, cavity in there um, so this actually mounts in front of the reducer it does the same thing as this ring right here does except um, you can put a filter inside of this cavity right here, and then it also has the rotator, so you can actually frame up your object easier now um, with the 72 uh, ED. So that's that's also available for the 72. And then if you're looking for just a nice little mount, the Star Adventure Pro Pack works really well with that. If you just need some tracking, if you like yesterday's eclipse, if you wanted to go out and shoot an eclipse, or you want to take it camping or something like that, a Star Adventure with a 72 is an awesome pairing. Um, I mean, that would probably weigh, with a tripod, like 15 pounds altogether. So it would be pretty lightweight um, once you have all that together. And if you want go to the AZ GTI works really well um, with that as well. Again, a perfect little grab-and-go system right there. Now stepping up to the bigger one, the ADED, uh, which has been around for a couple decades now. Um, this is probably one of the most respected little telescopes on the market. Um, it is an 80 millimeter ED doublet. Uh, it's f7.5, so 600 millimeter focal length, which is a really nice focal length to work with. It's not super wide like the 72 and some of these smaller APO refractors on the market, but it's long enough to where you put a you know small high power eyepiece on this that you can start seeing detail on the planets. But at 600 millimeter, it's still wide enough to get a nice chunk of the sky as well with both large camera sensors and uh, low power eyepieces. So, you know, it's a, it's a nice mix. Um, it does have the two inch dual speed cray for focusing because you can get that real precise focus. Um, it's a bit heavier because it is bigger. It's 7.3 pounds. And this one includes all the major accessories you're gonna need. You have the mounting rings, the V-style dovetail plate, travel case, a 80, uh, 8x50, right angle finder, two inch dielectric diagonal, and a 25 and five millimeter eyepieces are included. So this one is equipped out of the box, pretty much ready to go for viewing. You don't really need anything else unless you wanna add some eyepieces. Um, if you're looking to do like solar observing with like a H alpha filter, like a Daystar quark or something like that, um, that's an awesome little addition to a telescope like this. It works really well. Um, these little 80 millimeter refractors are excellent for solar observing with the right filters. Um, they're just an all around nice little scope to use because you're getting some a bit more aperture on there and things really are at that point um, 
you're really starting to get a lot more dig into the nighttime sky at that point because of that extended aperture. Now, just real quick, let's take a look at the math on this one. Um, when you're comparing the 80 to the 72, you're talking about about um, a 24% brighter image as well. So you are getting a, a little bit more uh, light gathering capability um, on this telescope. So the 80 does show uh, more uh, than the 72 will because of that larger aperture there. All right, now the 80 has got some accessories too. It does have a matched reducer uh, corrector on it, so you can speed that up to, I believe, f6.3. Um, let me just do that. Yep, f3, f6.375 is what the reducer will drop that down to. That speeds it up quite a bit. And uh, you can get some uh, wider field images there. It does flatten the field as well, so you get nice pinpoint stars. These are really intended for crop sensors, uh, which are probably the most abundant size sensor and smaller. But you can finagle a uh, full frame on there. Uh, you might need to take some, uh, you will need to take flats on that to help correct some of the vignetting. And I don't know if it's absolutely pinpoint to the edge of a full frame. It might be asking a little bit much from this corrector. But um, if you have a crop sensor and smaller, these are absolutely perfect. Now, if you're looking for a mount, the EQM35 does a nice job. If you're just looking for something basic, you can get some imaging done on that mount. But the HEQ5 would probably be a much more solid uh, system to have underneath that uh, mount, um, underneath that telescope to really give you everything that you need um, on that. As far as rigidity goes, by the time you add all your camera gear and a guide scope, uh, maybe a filter wheel, a motor focuser, and a computer to control everything, an HEQ5 would probably be my recommendation if you're looking to image seriously with an ADED. And then if you just want something grab and go, our AZ5 is a really nice match. Um, it's great for terrestrial viewing. It's a pretty rigid mount for an 80. Um, but if you're just looking to do some terrestrial work or just some grab and go, or you don't really want electronics involved, you want something clean and simple, an AZ-5 would be a nice pairing for the ADED. So my recommendations there. Uh, moving on up the list, we've got the 100. The 100 is a really unique scope by today's standards. Um, everything nowadays is all about being as fast as possible. And the 100 takes a completely different turn at that. So it is a 100 ED doublet, um, but it's an F9. Um, it actually, by today's standards, we could probably easily make an f7.5. Maybe we will one day. I don't know. Um, but this one being f9 really kind of pays homage to the old school type of refractors out there where you had that longer focal length, that real sharp contrasty view. Um, and then of course, being that this is an ED doublet, it there's no color on this telescope at all. Uh, so if you really like double stars or planets or you want to start getting something that can do some deep sky viewing and still give you some aperture, uh, the 100 is a really nice mix. Um, and it, it is quite a noticeable jump over the 80 because now you're talking about a 56% jump in light gathering power. Um, so it's, you know, much brighter image in the 100 ED 
Um, but now you're getting that 900 millimeter focal length. So that image scale is getting bigger there. So, you know, if you're looking for a lightweight system to observe the moon or the planets, or if you get out to dark sky site and you want to do some higher power work and still have that wide field, this will still give you about a three degree field of view with a fairly low power eyepiece. I've seen the Veil Nebula and the North American Nebula in these telescopes. Um, and the fact that it weighs, you know, nothing is is really nice. So you don't need a big mount, but it, it's a serious refractor. When you get up to a four inch refractor, you, that's a pretty serious instrument, especially when you're talking about a four inch APO refractor. Um, that's where I feel like you're really starting to dig into um, the nighttime sky. And if you're really interested in refractors, that four inch aperture is going to be quite noticeable over an 80. Um, now it is longer than the 80, but it, it really doesn't weigh a whole lot more than the 80 does. So it's, it's actually quite a nice telescope. Um, and of course, like the 80, it is paired with everything you need. You got mounting rings, dovetail, travel case, which is actually really nice to have. 8x50 finder, 2-inch dielectric, and then we give you a 25 and a 5mm uh, long eye relief eyepieces in the case there. So you're pretty much ready to go out of the box. And then you can add your favorite accessories to that uh, down the road. But this is actually quite a nice telescope uh, for viewing just about anything. And it's it's something that your family and friends could be impressed with because it actually looks like a, a real telescope at that point. Um, and then that four inch aperture is really gonna allow you to start digging into the nighttime sky more. Um, and then of course, if you're interested in doing like lunar or solar observing with the correct filters, this is also an excellent telescope to uh, pair that with. Now we make accessories just like the rest of them. We have the 100 ED reducer. Um, it's a 0.85x reducer, so that brings you down to f7.5 for imaging, which is pretty nice. So you're about 750 millimeters for focal length. I've seen some really impressive images come from these telescopes. I didn't have any that I could find right off the bat for the presentation today, but very nice galaxy images. Um, some of our customers have sent that and shown us at shows. Um, it's, it's a nice telescope to work with. Um, for visual work, you could put this on an EQM35. It is a little long and we don't have a peer extension currently for this. So if you're looking up at Zenith, like high up in the sky there, um, you might be, you know, pretty low um, to the legs down here uh, for the tube. Um, the HEQ5, if you want to do imaging, or even the EQ6R with a peer extension would be a nice complement. It would be way overmounted on an EQ6R, but um, it would be solid for imaging on that. The HEQ5 would also work as well. And then if you want to do terrestrial work, the AZ5 is another really nice mount for that. Um, if you just want to pop out in the backyard and view and you don't want to have any electronics to worry about, an AZ5 with a 100ED is a pretty sweet setup. Um, you know, talking maybe 20 pounds all out the door, um, something you could almost lift in one go. So kind of a neat uh, pairing there. And that's the 100ED uh, EvoStar. Now, uh, let's see, Dave, are the accessories and diagonal... Um, the diagonal is the same on the Esprits. Uh, the Esprits don't come with any eyepieces, at least here in North America, but the diagonal is the same. The finder optically is the same, but the Esprit finder looks a little different and has like a higher set of rings on it. 
um, on these free finders, but they're very close um, on those. Now, the EvoStar 120. This is probably the highest regarded refractor in the EvoStar lineup. There's a lot of talk about these. There's a lot of reviews out there on the market. Um, this is basically a five inch APO refractor. It's technically 4.7 inch. 130 would be five, but um, if you're looking for that five inch aperture on an APO refractor and you don't wanna spend $3,000 on one, the 120 is really gonna fit that niche. Um, this is the one that we get the most inquiries about um, because it really fills that spot people are looking for. This is a serious refractor, um, but it's not so serious that you need a ton of large equipment to support it. Um, it's the same length as the 100 ED because they're both 900 millimeters. It's just bigger. And uh, that extra aperture is gonna actually help, especially if you're trying to get deep sky observing done. And at this point, you'd be talking about 44% more light than the 100. So it's, it's a noticeable jump uh, brightness wise compared to the 100 ED. You've got a lot more surface area on that objective lens. Photographically, it's f7.5. So it's, it's going to be faster. Um, so those images are going to be shorter. It does have the same two inch dual speed Crayford focuser and it's just shy of 14 pounds with all of its accessories. So if you have like a HEQ5 or an EQ6R or an AVX from Celestron or one of their C gems um, and you want like a, a true APO refractor uh, to add to your lineup, the 120 is probably the one we recommend the most because it's not much heavier than the 100. It's not any bigger lengthwise than the 100 is, um, but it gives you a lot more punch. Um, so it's a serious refractor. They are impressive. They're not very big to lug around, so you're not really asking a whole lot from you know from travel purposes. I mean, it's not carry-on um, like the 80 and the 72s, but if you can move a 100 and you have the space for the 100, you can you, you can move a 120 because it's the same length. Um, it's just a larger diameter. Um, but this is the one you hear about the most just because it hits that sweet spot, that right about five inch aperture. You can do a lot with this telescope. I've seen really impressive details on uh, the Whirlpool Galaxy with these from a dark sky site. Um, you can get just about the entire Veil Nebula and North American Nebula. If you've got like a 35, 40 millimeter eyepiece, put an O3 filter on it. It's a really impressive uh, Milky Way sweeping scope. Like this time of year as all those cool objects in Cygnus, uh, Scorpio and Sagittarius are rising and you're in a dark sky site, put a big low power eyepiece in there and just pan through those areas. It's And you're getting needle sharp. Um, pinpoints on stars and they're all well color corrected as well because it is that 120 um, objective the the engineers that designed this spent a lot of time perfecting the optics on this um, these have been compared to similar price triplet refractors and these actually have done better as far as their color correction goes so there's been a lot of engineering in the objective lens that's on this uh, telescope as well as the other evo stars but at the time, the 120 was uh, quite a feat that they were able to produce such a color-corrected ED doublet 
and there's not a lot of similar telescopes on the market at the moment. You'd have to step up to a triplet um, if you want similar or better color correction, which is going to be more weight um, on your on your system. But we also equip it with everything you're going to need. Comes with the V-style mounting plate, the mounting rings, the travel case, the 50 millimeter finder, two inch dielectric diagonal, and a 25 and five millimeter long eye relief eyepieces. So this thing is ready to go onto your mount the minute you get it. So this, like, it's, you're gonna be hard pressed to find something that will equal what the 120s can do um, right off the bat. Uh, we do make a matched corrector reducer for it. This drops it to f6.3. So if you're imaging or interested in imaging and you're looking at the 100, I would seriously take a look at the 120 because you're talking the same image scale. And natively, their 900 millimeter reduced their right about 750 millimeter focal lengths. Um, let me make sure we're... Whoops. Yeah, so 120. Yeah, so they're both going to be similar uh, F, I'm sorry, focal lengths. So your image scale is going to be the same. But because you're now running a 120 at the at 750 millimeters, um, you're now running the 120 at F6.3. The 100 reduced would be 7.5. Your exposures on a 120 with the reducer are going to be a bit faster. So that means you don't have to shoot as long, or if you do shoot longer, you're going to get more uh, signal on your image than you would in the 100 with the reducer because you have all that extra aperture up front there backing you up. Um, now, if you want to do visual, I would recommend an HEQ5 minimum for one of these. An AVX from Celestron would also be nice. I have a good friend of mine who has one on an AVX. It's a nice pairing because it really doesn't weigh a whole lot. Uh, but if you're serious about imaging, I'd probably recommend an EQ6R at this point. This is getting a little bit long. Um, they're about three feet long-ish in that ballpark. Um, so it's not so much about the weight when it comes to refractors. It's the moment arm. How long the tube is is going to put a lot more strain on the mount. So when the mount's moving, it's got, it has to have more torque to move those long tubes around. So you know you have a heavier objective lens up in the front too so you want to be aware of that so uh, stepping up to a larger mount if you want to do imaging i'd probably say something around the eq6r something similar would be a nice pairing for the 120 if you're looking at doing that imaging wise or if you want to have the hybrid we have the az eq6 which you can also utilize they both have that 44 pound payload capacity so that would be a nice pairing for the 120 if you're looking for something or something in that category you know the c-gem uh, los mondi g811 would be fine um, so there's a wide variety of mounts out there that these would work on and because they're only 14 pounds you're not asking a lot from it but by the time you throw your imaging gear um, on there you are you're looking at probably about 20 pounds for a fully equipped 120 um, that's decked out with all the imaging gear that you'd want on it. So um, just keep that in mind. Now, the 120 was introduced a while, long time ago, um, probably over 15 years ago at this point. But for years, we have been asked to do something bigger. 
And I remember going to Neef and all these trade shows over and over again. When are you going to make a bigger one? When are you going to make a bigger one? And the 120 was always a real sweet scope, but everybody always wants to go bigger. So a couple years ago, we finally were able to get the Evo Star 150 made. Um, this took quite a while, about three or four years of work. Um, for them at the factory and the engineering team to finally uh, make this one a reality. Um, but they did finally make it. Uh, they've been out a few years now with, um, they've been becoming pretty popular. Um, they are a big telescope. So, uh, but it is a, a, it is a doublet. This one's longer. It's F8. Um, with a doublet, like I said earlier, going to need a longer focal length um to to get that color correction um on this these are 1200 millimeters um so they are going to be longer than the other ones so and they are quite a bit bigger than the 120s so when you're looking at one of these or you're considering a 150 you're going to need a mount that's going to really be matched with this so um it's a big telescope. It doesn't weigh as much as you'd think. It, it, this, and we make two versions of the Evo Star 150. This is the base model. Um, it has a two inch dual speed Crayford focuser, the same one that's found on the 120. Uh, this one weighs about 21 pounds, just shy of 21 pounds. Um, but we do not include any of the major accessories. We give you a mounting ring, or mounting rings, V-style dovetail plate, um, and a travel case. So, the fact that you get all that is pretty nice, but generally if you're going to be spending two, $3,000 on a refractor, especially like a six inch APO refractor, um, at that point, we figure you're going to have some accessories laying around for it. So um, this would be something if you're looking for a real serious refractor, um, this would be one to definitely take a look at. Um, and you can always check what the prices are with your local dealer on those. But the it is noticeable from a 120. Uh, you're talking 71% more light than a 120. So visual, your reach with these is a lot deeper um, than the 120 is going to give you. So that 6-inch aperture is a pretty serious thing to work with. Um, and these are big telescopes. They are really impressive telescopes to work with. Now, we don't have a... 100% matched reducer for this model. Uh, we do use the 120.85x reducer in testing, and that worked really well. Uh, it, so well that there really wasn't a need to make a dedicated version at the moment for this model. Uh, but this works really well. Um, it brings you down to, let me do this real quick, eight, F6.8. So 150 millimeter f6.8 does a real nice job on it. Um, if you want to do pretty much anything with one of these, an EQ6R or a similar class of mount is going to be bare minimum. Um, like I said, it's not so much the weight. It's only 20 pounds, but you have a very long tube to work with on these. And uh, let me look up the length on the tube. I don't have it. These are 50 inches long um, when you get them. So um, that's a fair amount of uh, mass that your mount's going to have to move. So make sure you have a large enough mount that's going to have enough torque to move that 
uh, refractor around. Now you can also put it on an AZ EQ6. I'd still recommend using our pure extension if you need one to lift it up. Um, a Los Mondi G11 with their pure extension is perfect. I've had one on there before and it was it was like a match made in heaven on that mount. Um, but you're gonna want something with that 40 plus pound payload capacity to handle the 150. Um, it's a big long telescope to work with, but the views I think you'll be quite impressed with when you get that out to a dark sky site. The planets are phenomenal in them. Um, ice caps on Mars, dark detail when that's around, the red spot on Jupiter and a bunch of little knots and details in Jupiter's bands and when the seeing is good, these refractors will really kill it um, at that point. Now, we do make a upgraded version of that. This is called the 150 EvoStar DX. And the DX is the same optics as the 150 uh, standard version. Um, we just upgraded the, uh, again, it's all same F8, 1200 millimeter. Uh, this has the Esprit 3.4 inch dual speed rack and pinion focuser on it though. So it is equipped for uh, imaging. And we're gonna talk about there in a minute. Um, it is about 21, 22 pounds roughly. And these come with the larger Esprit style rings and the D style dovetail plate on it. So it's a lot more rigid of a system on there. Um, so it's it's definitely something to think about. I know other people have gotten the 150 uh, ED model and just upgraded the focuser um, to something like Moonlight. Um, Moonlight has just recently stated they're not making manual focusers. Um, they're going to just focus on, no pun intended, um, motorized imaging focusers. So um, if you want something that's got a bigger, beefier focuser on that, uh, without having to do a third party option because that option might not be there. Unfortunately, uh, the 150 DX comes with that big 3.4 inch Esprit style focuser, um, which is awesome. Now that's actually um, going to open up an av a new avenue, which we didn't have at the time. Let me dig this out real quick. Um, earlier this year, we introduced a new set of reducers, um, the 0.77 reducers. Uh, two of them are made for the Esprit 120 and 150. And if I can get this thing out of the box, um, uh, we also make a dedicated version for the, um, the 150 Evo Star now. So if you've got a DX version, um, we now make a DX reducer. Um, this is where that bigger focuser is going to come in handy because it mounts um, with this knurled ring right here. Um, there's big threads inside of there that you can actually mount uh, to the focuser now. And unlike our smaller 0.85x uh, reducers that are really designed for crop sensors, these big, big correctors are designed for... Um, more full frame, uh, and this is also a faster reducer. This goes, um, the 0.85x reducer reduces you down to uh, 6.8, and one of these 0.77s uh, will actually reduce you down to f6.2, and will give you the ability to have full frame capability as well. Um, these are a lot bigger uh, correctors, you know, about three inches almost in diameter, um, big three element correctors, um, in there. So these are um, available now and you can actually put a filter inside of here. There's a filter cavity. If we take this back part out, 
um, right in there. There is a little filter cavity that you can mount two inch filters in there. These are very similar to the Esprit 120 and 150 reducers. Um, it's just a lot bigger um, optically for the EvoStar 150DX. So a uh, very cool option to have. If you want to get into imaging, I would definitely recommend the 50, 150DX model because now that we have the large reducer, you can make that telescope really act like a large astrograph refractor, which is quite an impressive system to work with. Um, if you are going to be using this for imaging, I, like I said, I would recommend just like the other version, the EQ6R minimum. Um, you could actually make this a, on an AZ EQ6 as well, which would be kind of neat, um, but you are going to need the pure extensions. Um, like I said, I would recommend something like a Losmati G11 uh, if you're looking for something a little beefier, um, but you want something that's going to be tall enough to handle the refractor in general because it's a 50 inch long tube. So um, that's kind of it for the telescopes themselves, but some kind of cool new accessories that we've come out with the, for the EvoStar uh, series. Now, some other stuff that we've uh, got coming, actually not even, um, that we already have. Uh, let me get my demo stuff here real quick, because this one's actually important. Um, I think it's important. Uh, this is a new accessory that we came out with. This is the EvoStar Rotator Adapter. So for a long time, if I can get this off, I'll show you guys. There we go. We've offered our 0.85x reducers for a while. Uh, for the, the 80, the 100, the 120. Um, those have been out for a while. But one of the issues, a couple of the issues are, is that when you have one of these focusers, you take off the back visual ring here, and then you get your reducer, and that threads on to the draw tube, when I can do that. And that's pretty much it. There's no way to put a filter on there. There's no way to, you know, you could rotate it this way and then lock it in place with this ring, but there's no nice way to really get a filter in there. There's no nice way to orient your camera. Um, it kind of left a lot to be desired for a long time. So we finally came out with this very similar to the 72. Um, we have this new version. Uh, this is the EvoStar Rotator Adapter. They're like 25 bucks. Uh, but what's nice about these is they thread on and they replace the visual back nice and snug. And then your corrector goes on there. So that's nice and snug. And then at this point, you can loosen these uh, three silver screws and now you can rotate and adjust. You have a rotator now for. Um, your setup and then there is a dovetail in here so when you're done you tighten these screws down and it, it self-centers once again um, another interesting fact this is on the um, the 150 I'm sorry the 72 and the uh, this version is they do have filter threads inside now um, what happens here is the engineers are really crafty on this um, if you were to remove all three screws there, you might be worried, okay, well then my multi-thousand dollar camera is going to drop. Um, it, it will be loose, but 
it will not drop. Even though if the screws come out, your equipment is safe from dropping out um, until you pull down and then you start to unthread it. So there's a set of uh, captive um, mounting threads in there that'll prevent anything from falling out. You actually have to pull down to release that. But the other reason that you would pull this apart accessing the internal threads there is you can now get one of your favorite light pollution filters. You can thread that right to the end there. There you go. Threads right inside. Get your focuser again. Pop that back up in there. This should thread back in place. Just thread that up in there. Probably easier not to do it against gravity. There we go. Thread that back up. So it's now it's captive again, and then we can tighten our three screws. And now, not only do you have a rotator, where you can rotate your hardware, but now you actually have a way to put your filter, you can see it down in there, you have a way to put a filter in the optical system rather than having to, there was really no option if you were using a DSLR with these, um, this now gives you the ability to put a, like a light pollution filter in front of the, the path there um, instead of having to worry about clip filters or something like that. So that gives you an option now um, to put filters in there and it gives you the ability to rotate your, your field. And this one's compatible with the 80, 100, 120 and the standard 150 Evo Stars. Um, and it's just an accessory that you can add at any time. So kind of a cool little thing. Now, if you're looking for a lot faster reducer, um, our friends at Star Arizona make the Apex uh, series. These do work on the Evo Stars. Um, you'll want to pay attention to what focal length you're shooting at because that will depend if you need the S for short, which is good up from three to 500 millimeters, which would probably only be the 72 would use the short. Um, and then the L version or long is 500 plus. So if you're going to be using the 80 on up, you'd be using the uh, Apex L. Um, these are an ED-based corrector. They are uh, 0.65X, so they are really fast. So um, this really speeds things up. At 72, you're looking at F3.7. 80, you're looking at 4.8. 100 is 5.8. 120 is 4.8. And the 150 is 5.2. It's a, a really impressive corrector. And you can speak to Star Arizona if you're looking at one of those. Um, they also work on the Esprit refractors as well if you're looking for something that's you know real fast to speed up your telescope. So give them a call. Um, now we have the Starzone MicroTouch focuser. This motor is um, able to motorize the focuser on any of the Evo Star series, the 72 all the way up to the 150DX. This motor will work on all of those dual speed versions. And you can just control, uh, if you're doing remote imaging or just imaging in general, you can use one of these motors and their controller to motorize the focuser. Um, I know there's other focusers out there like the ZWO EAF. We just got a sample of one of those. It should work just fine. I just haven't had a chance to really test how it all goes together. So those are also an option. Um, and then if you have the 150DX version, uh, you can actually use the Optech SWX30 motor. I think this is one of the best motors on the market. Um, it's got a 2.2 micron step size. 
Um, what's interesting about these is you can actually rotate the housing and disengage it. So you can still use the dual speed side manually without having to remove anything. And this goes on the coarse side of the focuser because it's a direct drive. It's not using the, the planetary uh, bearing assemblies at all. Um, it's going right to the axle of the focuser. So this is, we use this on a lot of our Esprits. It does work on the Esprit uh, refractor focusers. You can talk to Optech about that. Um, but the SWX version doesn't have a motor controller either. Um, so you just plug the power cable and the USB in and all the brains are in the motor controller housing right here. So it's real clean and you don't have any extra control boxes floating around. Um, but these are tremendously accurate focusers with a 2.2 micron step size. And the fact that you can still use the, the focuser natively with the dual speed without having to remove anything is perfect. Um, so that is the SWX30 model, and that works on the 150DX uh, focuser. And of course, the Esprit 100, 120, and 150. And I think they still make the version, there's a SW25 that works on the Esprit 80, if you're looking for something like that. But that's about it. So if you guys have any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. Uh, just a couple quick announcements. Um, like I said earlier, I've been doing the Grand Canyon Virtual Star Party this year because it is taking place virtually. We've been doing live streams um, off of an Esprit 150. If you're interested in joining us tonight, I will be hosting tonight and tomorrow, the last two nights of this event, 9 p.m. Pacific, at the Grand Canyon National Park and of course Focus Astronomy, my outreach program's Facebook page. Maybe we'll even stream it on the Skywatcher page. It is a, it's using Skywatcher gear. Uh, we'll look into that, but um, that is this evening um, at 9 p.m. Pacific if you wanna join me as we kind of dive into the nighttime sky and we'll be live streaming using an Esprit 150 from a very dark sky and uh, it'll be quite cool. So we'll be able to show you guys all kinds of cool stuff. So that's tonight and tomorrow night um, if you want to join me live for that. And then next weekend, uh, we're going to be talking about modified cameras. So modified DSLRs and mirrorless cameras, what's the advantage of it? Um, that should be a pretty interesting episode. Um, so feel free to join us then. Uh, be happy to go over any of that with you guys as well. So that should be a very cool episode. Um, so that's next Friday's episode. Now, that pretty much wraps up today's uh, episode on the Evo Stars. Hopefully it was informative and fun for you guys. I know there's a couple questions. Uh, Dave, I had a question about uh, the Evo Stars uh, being backordered. Um, a lot of our equipment right now is backordered. Um, and it's not that we're not getting anything. We're getting stuff all the time. It's just everything is sold out before it even gets to us. So it's not a bad problem per se to have. But if you're looking for a telescope, I can understand that would make it difficult. Um, right now, if you want to know kind of where things are at, it's kind of a complex question because there's a lot of information we need to look into. I would recommend just emailing support at skywatcherusa.com if you want to know about any backorder um, information. Um, Right now, probably the best thing to do is just check with your dealer of choice and see if they, they might have one available. Um, so check with them. And if not, and you're willing to wait, which is really kind of the only option right now, is just wait until 
place the order and just wait until your uh, shipment comes in. Um, right now, it's really just about being patient, and that's kind of with everything right now, except the Evo Guy 50s. I actually have them in stock. Go to the website right now and buy one if you wanted to. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at with inventory right now. It's kind of a mess, but stuff is coming in. It's not that it's not getting produced. It's but it's just something you gotta kind of keep an eye out for, um, and just be patient about. I know it's kind of a not really awesome at the moment if you're trying to get something quick, but that's kind of the state of the industry as it is right now. But if you have any questions, you can always email us at support at skywatcherusa.com. Um, I don't really see any other questions there. So unless you have something you want to slide in really quick, um, that was pretty much it for this week. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, next week, again, we're talking about modified cameras. We think that'll be pretty popular with a lot of people. We'll be talking about like the Canon EOS RA, uh, the 60DAs, and then what it really means to get your camera modified because there's a lot of confusion about what it does. Uh, but we're going to be talking about that, the pluses and minuses of all that. That'll be next week. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the month, we have, it is a recorded episode, but we have Brother Guy, who's the head of the Vatican Observatory. He will be um on our uh special guest uh slot at the end of the month uh anthony's got a question have you done a show on your dobsonian sin scan reflectors i don't remember if we have or not um i thought we did one on the dobs but i don't know if it was the go-to i'll have to look into that that's actually a good one to to look into so we'll take a look at that if we haven't done so already so thanks for thanks for mentioning that that's actually something we'll take a look into all right, guys, um, if you like what you see here, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. It, it just keeps you informed on what's going on. We really appreciate it. Um, and, of course, we will see you guys next Friday. So it is, it's new moon weekend. If it's, if it's clear, go out and do some observing, do some imaging. Now is the time to get all those cool objects that are rising. Uh, we've been doing a ton of imaging um, this week, so hopefully you guys can get out and do some cool viewing this weekend as well. So. Other than that, clear skies, everyone. Thanks for coming, and uh, we will be talking to you uh, next Friday. So have a good weekend, everyone. Take care. See ya.